because there's it's not excusable to be like nobody likes you when you're 23 <laughs> and you still act like you're in freshman year <laughs> It's just me, Quinn. No Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. She's out there earning money. doing Get it, girl. G- getting the money, which we fully appreciate. It's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But when I say we, I mean me and my friend over here. Hello. My name's... What is my name? <laughs> what is your name? Oh, no. Should we just do it? You want to do like Ami? Let's do Ami. That's actually what Elijah calls me. Like That's his nickname yeah. for me. Yeah. Ami. So Ami is here. I'm here. Hello. (laughs) And Ami, for everyone out there who doesn't know, is a a friend of mine from grad school. So I met Mm -hmm. her the same time period that I met Jamie. Um, And she uh, comes to us from Northern California. Correct. You remembered. Yes. Northern California, a very wealthy area. A very wealthy area. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but not wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> I was not wealthy. <laughs> exactly. And that's a, that's also true for Jamie and I, yeah. is we both came from really, really affluent areas. The people in our schools oh, were really affluent, point. and we were, like, so dirt poor. So we thought today we would talk a little bit about shmoney. Shmoney's. Yeah. And slash mental health. Yes, and how they intersect. Yeah. Money and mental health. So we're going to start off with the bitching hour. Bitching hour. hour. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off, let's complain. And if we feel like complaining about money, we can. If you want to complain about literally anything else, it's whatever forever. Hmm. Do you want me to go first? If you want to. I, I also have to think. I often will do the thing where I read the segments and then I look at Jamie and Jamie's like... <laughs> Okay, Quinn, like, <laughs> you could go first one of these times. <laughs> but she always has to go first, poor kind thing. Kind of, yeah. Good for her for for being brave. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. I, what is, I mean, I just started having to pay my loans, yeah. like, like, two months ago. Mm. Um, and then that was not fun. And then I, I applied for, like, the income-based mm-hmm. IBR. IBR, yes. But then I, through doing, like, applying through that, I didn't realize that there's, like, four different types of income-based repayment plans. Yeah. So then I had to make, like, do the research on each one, and, like, Mm -hmm. no one tells you about this. Oh, and they don't give a shit to tell you. Like, if you call, if you call them, a lot of times they will tell people to just do a forbearance because it's easier for them on the paperwork side of things. You're kidding. Yeah, but then forbearance negatively impacts your interest and you only can get so many years of forbearance Mm -hmm. before you run out so if you have an emergency come out then you're just like shit out of luck Mm -hmm. yeah wow i did not know that Mm -hmm. um i did not call thank god i did not call them (laughs) i i I knew that like from the get-go that i was just gonna apply for like a a payment plan and Mm -hmm. was not gonna do forbearance or the other one like uh, once well, you default, oh default. That's default like is that's no, what, that's no bueno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, don't want to get there. That's mm-hmm. not a good spot. Um, mm-hmm. But I just remember like, f- 
looking for articles and finally i found this one youtube video that was like made for med students that like explaining that each different like income based employment plan and it was not even applicable to me but i was like this is literally the only thing out in the internet um that exists on this and Mm -hmm. i was really bitter but anyways figured it out applied got accepted thank god because Mm -hmm. i could not afford like I think originally, like, if I had just done, like, the original plan, it would have been, like, $1,600. And I was like, mm-mm, can't do that. No. Per month? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's your monthly payment. So your debt is probably <laughs> similar to mine. <laughs> so, yeah, in total, like, I'm pretty, I, I'm honest about this. Yeah. Like, in total, with undergrad and grad, it's mm-hmm. 150 grand. Okay. Yeah. Mine is 103. Oh, you're like next to uh, my partner's. Yeah. He's very close. And Jamie is very close to yours. <laughs> oh, we balance each other out. Yeah, we do. It's, yeah, so it's crazy. I don't think people realize that. Like, um, realize what? Realize that when people have these higher education, like if, we, if you have a master's degree, mm-hmm. um, and even it's more so than a doctorate sometimes, because a lot of times people can get a doctorate for free. Exactly. Um, but master's specifically are expensive, and you do not get a lot of financial assistance. Well, and it's interesting because a lot more people of color are applying for master level degrees rather than doctoral level degrees. I wonder why. Um, well, at least, at least in counseling, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I just kind of remember reading in mm-hmm. like grad school at one point. Yeah. Um, I think it's just more accessible. And then on, unfortunately, master level programs are not usually funded. Yeah. So. Yeah. One of my coworkers is, she's like a young, she's like, I don't know. I, I, I think she's just adorable. <laughs> and she's really sweet. And she's, she's like 22, 23. Okay. I think she's 22. She's in grad school? She's just applied and is just getting her offers for grad schools and she's trying to decide where to go mm-hmm. um and she's trying to decide based on how much debt she's gonna get from each place and how much assistance she's gonna get and i'm like oh girl like i can't give you that advice you know yeah. like she got an offer from university of chicago mm-hmm. to go and she's expensive she, she she went to northwestern okay that's she's, <laughs> equally expensive right but she so she her parents are from mexico okay. she's fully bilingual she's really smart mm-hmm. and so sweet so mm-hmm. she got like pretty much a full ride for northwestern oh northwestern so okay. she got like she didn't oh, she doesn't that's have amazing. any debt Good she for her. yeah she doesn't have any debt but university of chicago for social work was what she's going yep. for um they offered like a great deal on their master's program but it would still end with her sixty thousand dollars in debt yeah after because two years and their yearly tuition is 50 grand Mm-hmm. And I know that's because my one of my intern friends slash co-workers went to University of Chicago social work program and she told me how much their tuition costs. And I was like, I never thought I'd be grateful that I graduated from our grad school. Our grad school, which yeah. was, I'm, I'm, we're not going to drop the name of it just for like, so y'all can't Google us. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, ours is a private grad school yeah. and was really expensive. And her other options, what were her other options? Her other option was to go to where we went. Okay. And she got a really good offer from them too for mm-hmm. the social work program where she would end with like um like forty, I think. Okay. Or no, they didn't offer her anything. UIC said forty uh. at the end. So she's like, Do I go to UIC, which is pretty much like open admission in a lot of ways. Like it's it's oh, interesting. It's a lot it's a lot it has a lot less 
clout or whatever, I don't know, prestige to sure. graduate from USC, which is, for those who don't know, University of Illinois at Chicago versus University of Chicago, right. which is more like, it's almost Ivy League-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's she's looking at the difference of $20,000, which to me, with $100,000 in debt, I'm like, girls, go for it. But also, I can't guarantee she's going to get paid enough that that's not going to make a big difference on her when yeah, she graduates. It sounds like not much of a difference, but like now paying loans off, I'm like 20 grand. I wish I was <laughs> at 130 rather than 150. Like that's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. It's interesting that you like talking about this coworker. Cause I also kind of made a decision for grad school mm-hmm. based on like how much debt I was going to get in and like yeah. how much tuition was going to be. Cause I left undergrad with some debt and then I had gotten into a couple of schools and I could have gone to, I could have stayed back home in California and got, and the other school I got into was University of San Diego, nice, which is also a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, their tuition was ridiculously expensive because they were a K-Crip program. Um, and which is great. <laughs> which is great, but so expensive mm. um, for some goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, well... I'm going to Chicago, mm-hmm. um, even though, like, the cost of moving to Chicago was definitely, like, not cheap, but mm-hmm. it long-term, it was more affordable. Yeah. <laughs> and San Diego, uh, from what I've heard, is not a fun place to live. Oh, Have really? you heard other things? Well, maybe I have a, like, not a good, like, unbiased, because my partner's from San Diego. Oh. He, grew, <laughs> he, he, like, grew up there, like, all of his life. Yeah. And I've visited, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um... Why have you heard that it's not? A I don't good know. Place? Honestly, I've heard it from podcasters. Like, oh, uh, like really? We, yeah, we're both big fans of the podcast Throwing Shade. Yes, no yes, they lie. do have shade. They have their shade at San Diego. That's true. They have. My partners told me about that. Yeah, yeah Brian specifically. I think they both. And <laughs> I think I also started listening to this podcast. You always this racist, which is pretty uh, good. I don't know about that, it's pretty good. And they also throw shade at San Diego. Interesting. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I've I've always maybe maybe because I am from California and like Californians just have like a good point of like or good things to say about San Diego because it's like mm-hmm. if you want to go to like a place where like you get seventy degree weather all year, go to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expensive to live in, mm-hmm. but it's very diverse. It's like climate is very like consistent. Doesn't mm-hmm. really change. Um, so I've nice. heard great things about it. And like Mexico is so like I, my partner, um, mm-hmm. he's talked about like he, they would go to Mexico all the time. And really? like, yeah, just, um, well, part of his family, um, his, his, his dad, like at one point married, uh, a woman who was from, who's Mexican. And mm-hmm. so he kind of like grew up with a huge Mexican family. It's, oh. he is very interesting. No, that is really interesting. Um, like makeup of, fa- like a makeup of family yeah. because both of his parents have divorced. And mm. so then his dad remarried a Mexican woman, had like got a huge Mexican family to that. Mm-hmm. And then his mom remarried a white man who um, has a lot of biracial kids because um, he had been in a relationship with a black woman. Oh, cool. Um, so you then, don't see a lot of white men, black women couples. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> which is already interesting. And then yeah. so he, but he raised them all himself. Oh, wow. Um, and so he, so like my partner grew up with like, a huge Mexican part of his family and then also like a bunch of like black like brothers and sisters so he has a very like he had a very interesting like growing up yeah. kind of childhood yes that is really cool so yeah. does he speak any Spanish he actually interesting because my mom speaks to my partner in Spanish and he oh, really? understands he understands Spanish yeah um 
That's and I've really told my sweet. mom, I've told my mom to speak to him in Spanish because mm-hmm. my mom will try to speak in her bro- broken English, but it doesn't yeah. ever work out. Mm. Um, like she can't really just like, she just can't like reflect as good or like, yeah, she can't just be herself when she speaks English basically. Mm-hmm. But he understands. Um, it's just him. Res- his responses are usually just like a little bit broken, but yeah. he, he can tr- manage. That's pretty cool. Oh, that makes me wish I had stayed with my Spanish classes. <laughs> I uh, I got to the point in my Spanish classes. I was taking adult Spanish classes in downtown Chicago because I because wow. my memory is pretty good. Like uh-huh. I, that's one of the reasons why I can be a therapist is because <laughs> I have a really solid memory. Yeah, um, I, I have that too. Yeah, so like I uh, I remembered a lot of what I learned from high school Spanish, mm. like almost everything that I learned in high school Spanish. Um, uh, so that carried over, and I took adult Spanish classes. But then they um, they got to the point where they're like, Quinn, you're not going to get any better if you don't practice outside of class. And it's hard to practice when yes. you're not. Did you have a lot of, did you have any Spanish speaking friends? Well, see, yeah. Like I had, um, I'll just say like Becky, mm-hmm. you know, who yeah. speaks uh, fluent Spanish. Her family's from yeah. Mexico. You knew that. Yeah, I did yeah. know that. Yeah. Becky would practice with me. And like my, my old best friend from forever ago, from like, 12 years ago speaks fluent Spanish. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I just, there's no reason, like it's so easy to slip back into English. Yeah. So what they said was I needed to get a language partner somebody who's trying to learn English, but mm. their, their primary language is Spanish. And they had like events I could go to, to do that. But yeah. I was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm so busy. Yeah. And they're like, you need to like listen to Spanish podcasts and watch novellas and read, you know? And I was like, Oh, LOL, because my 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 supervisor for my internship during mm-hmm. grad school uh, also recommended that I listen to Spanish podcasts mm-hmm. and watch like more Spanish related things because mm-hmm. my Spanish is like obviously I can have a conversation, but yeah. like more advanced Spanish is a struggle. Yeah. So like when if I were to do therapy in Spanish, like some things I just can't. Like- Siento. <laughs> yeah, or I'll do some like Spanglish, yeah. or I'll, like I'll I'll try my best to like describe what I'm trying to say in like basic Spanish. But yeah, so I can relate to that. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so we got Spanish. To, we talked about that. We we that was our bitching hour, I guess. You never did yours. I just did mine. I complain. I can complain about paying. I, I actually I can't complain about paying back my loans because I'm basically a sugar sugar baby. Is that what you call it? Um, what does that mean? It means Mike is my sugar daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it means that he has no loans, huh? He has no loans. That's... He has no debt. His parents are very well off. Yes. So they actually have been making my payments. Oh my God. Why? I, yeah. that is the gig I need. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I literally, it's like a fight. It's like an argument. Every time they try to pay for something, they pay for my phone bill now. I wouldn't argue. I'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> no, I came but... to this country for the American dream. Please <laughs> give me the American dream. For my <laughs> no, but like really, he it's and it is like a, he's like an older Southern man, and he's just like an older Southern gentleman. He, Your husband's dad, yeah, oh, okay, my husband's dad, and he'll just <laughs> he'll just be like, no, like you're our daughter, like oh, just, that's so sweet. Yeah. <sighs> I wish a lot. I mean, my partner he also has his debt, so yeah. like he he's paying his debt as much as I am, so. Mm-hmm. 
he cannot be my sugar daddy no. at the moment. And it's the, <sighs> the thing is, like, we don't really live crazy, like, or lavishly. I mean, our TV is kind of big. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. But I feel like TVs are getting cheaper these days. So, like... I don't know how much that was. Oh, That's okay. the thing. Like, I'm right now, I'm pretty comfortable financially. Yeah. Um, because I'm... I, I don't have to worry about, like, saving. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Is that, How does that feel, like, yeah. from, like, you know, because I, you just, like, the way you grew up, mm-hmm. just being comfortably and, like, money-wise? Uh, it was very uncomfortable at first. Like, yeah. when we first started dating, it was just, like, literally the check. Like, the check for dinner was, like, mm. no, I'm going to pay for my half. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm going to pay you. You go to a food pantry. <laughs> mm. He was like, I have this money. He literally, so we, we dated long distance while I was in college and he would come to town and like buy my groceries because I was literally going to a food pantry. Wow. Um, and I, uh, you know, we obviously love each other very much. Sure. Like I absolutely did not get with him because he had money no of course of course yeah just an added bonus of this relationship yeah no it really is an added bonus but it was it in many ways like every time that they give me something it feels it i'm more comfortable with it now we've been together yeah you guys have been together for a while a long time yeah many years and so um but at first it felt like it was taking away my independence Mm. you know like yeah yeah like you didn't have agency over Interesting. Like, did you feel like you didn't have agency over your, like, financial stuff? I just liked knowing that, like, I was, like, I've been out here taking care of myself since before I was 18, and I got it covered. Like, I am on top of my shit, and I'm going to figure it out on my own. And that was always a value of mine. Um, Like, my mom was a single mom. Your mom was a single mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I grew up watching her, and I was, like, I'm going to get to a place where I can, if I have children, I can afford to take care of them on my own. Right. Because that's that's the example that I have. So I I was always valuing independence in that way. Right. But when you were growing up, you were forced into, like, being agent yeah because you had no other choice and now like you kind of someone stepped in and you no longer had that agency right but Mm -hmm. that was different because now someone was providing for you yeah so it it was was, uncomfortable because i wasn't used to it yeah yeah so that was weird um but as far as like things to complain about (laughs) now that i'm I'm, like i'm privileged hey (laughs) i'm white and i don't have to save my money so like privilege hello but I'll complain if you want me to complain. <laughs> sure, I want to hear what you're complaining about. <laughs> well, I was just thinking kind of related to what you were talking about is um, insurance. Um, mm. So, like, loans is a big stress. Insurance is a huge stress. Insurance I, and what? Yeah. Sorry, keep it No, it's okay. So, no, I, so my, um, I've been looking for my own therapist for a ah. while now. When I was, before my, uh, my husband and I got married, I um, had applied to Medicaid, mm-hmm. which I got really easily in Wisconsin. They have this thing called Badger Care, and it's super... (laughs) Badger Care? Whatever. We're scrappy like badgers. No, it's just like, what is with the Midwest and all its animals? Like... It's because they're, like, cute and fluffy, but we're fierce, you know? Yeah. It's just, you guys have, like, weird animals over here. But the... Okay, Badger Care. It's cute. No, it is cute. It's catchy. It is cute. I, like... Honestly, if you see a badger in the wild, you run away. Like, I'm not kidding. Okay. If you go to the woods and you see a badger, like, literally run away. They live in big holes, like a snake hole Ew. in the Ew. sand, but it's bigger. Okay. Um, Don't go by that. Don't poke at it. Good. Good. I won't. <laughs> I will probably think it's a snake, and I'm afraid of snakes, so I will be like, no, not for me. Anyway. 
Badger care. Badger care was really easy, but when I came to Chicago and I applied for Medicaid, it's awful here. I, I, that, they didn't process my application. They just didn't process it. Yeah. And so then I had to get what was called charity care through yeah. Rush um, Hospital. Yes, you, I remember you told me about this in grad school. I did. Yes, I was you like, did. Yo, I got the hookup <laughs> for the free healthcare <laughs> that we. I know. I know we all need. Um, I got charity care, and then I was able to get a therapist through Rush that I could go mm. to, and she was. The fucking bee's knees. I oh, loved good. her. Um, and That's really good. It was really good. But then it was like I was on charity care for a year and they were like, you need to apply to Medicaid again. <laughs> so, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. So I did. And, you know, it again took really long to process. I actually had to go into the Medicaid office and wait. I had to take a day off work and I had to wait for like six hours to see somebody. And then she was like, this should have been processed within 90 days. It's been nine months. <laughs> So, yep, you got it. Here's your card. Go. Oh. <laughs> so then she she processed it and let me like leave that day with Medicaid. But while that covered my healthcare costs, it did not cover therapy. Any therapy. Yeah. Any therapy. So I didn't I basically had to go back to having no therapist. And yeah. as somebody who like has struggled with mental health issues throughout my entire life, like I need to be able to see a therapist, you know, for sure. And especially because now I'm helping other people as a mental health professional. It's the emotional, the emotional exhaustion that I experience is, is on another level. Well, and you're in community mental health. Like I, my internship was in community mental health and Mm -hmm. it is brutal. Like community mental health is, it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're having to work with so many like factors Mm -hmm. that, you know, you know, I'm currently working in a group practice. So it's like, it's, it's a lot easier in the sense that it's not as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can totally understand you wanting therapy when you're yeah. working in community mental health. Yeah. I like really <laughs> need it for my own health. So now I have this job. So I, since I got hired, I yeah. couldn't have my Medicaid anymore. Right. Like it's like a sure. significant yeah. life change and whatever. Um, but then I had to apply for insurance through my job, and it was there was so many fucking giant packets that they sent out about like in, information about life insurance and four hundred one k's and here like uh, I don't even know like eye coverage, dental coverage, yeah. like all the different things. <laughs> a lot. And I'm looking through this, and I'm like, I'm not a fucking lawyer. Like, how am I supposed to understand any of this, or like how to? manage my finances like how much is a reasonable amount to spend on any of this Mm. at this point in my life when Mm -hmm. I have this much debt Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. um so I tried to ask the people I thought I thought that I would ask the people in my husband's life like their family during Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. for advice turns out I they were the exact wrong people to ask because I love them all but they've all had financial advisors for years because they have a lot of money and they so also, they're they're always like we'll just go to, to them if we have any questions. Yeah, they wow. re- like and they also what a different world. They've had their own. They've had the same job for so many years that sure. like their coverage hasn't changed. They haven't had to do anything with so it. They don't really even know like what what they currently have, maybe or like what is reasonable for me to have. Oh, I see. Okay. At- all so I went for so I just went based on my own instincts and I was like I guess I'll go with Blue Cross Blue Shield HMO. Mm-hmm. Turns out HMO means you can only choose like one care provider. Yeah. So I used to be with Rush. So I was like, okay, I liked being part of a hospital system. I'll go for UIC. Yeah. 
fuck you, I see. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Everything. Like, I tried to call their dental office. Their hours of intake for their dental school are 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Monday through Thursday, that you can call. So you're every, at work. Every time you call from during those two hours, you can call, hang up, call, hang up. You get sent to something that says, there, like, there is no voicemail. Oh, Nobody's answering. There is no voicemail. Do they have an email? No, that is oh the way gosh. to get in there. Uh, I tried to go through their psychiatry department. This is before I even signed up for them through HMO. And I was like, can I, do you guys have available counselors if I get on the HMO plan? And they're like, yeah, sure. I've been on the wait list now for months. They did not have any available. Oh but by God. the time it took for them to process, like, my, Blue Cross Blue Shield to process that I added them as my main coverage place and then for them to get it like oh. because I, I remember this from grad school like that this the difference between HMO and like mm-hmm. a PPO right mm-hmm. is that the difference because mm-hmm. I have a PPO and then that gives you the agency of just going to the person and contacting them yourself mm-hmm. without having to go to, through like your insurance and them determining if like they can are co- in network or network yeah yeah so I could have I could have gone to the same lady I was seeing before if I had chosen PPO did you have that option yeah uh, but you just didn't know but I didn't know can you change your insurance next no. what the fuck really I can, I can change it next year well right when okay but, but I won't have a therapist unless uh, I get on that uh like that wait list runs up have you checked to see if anyone's taking a sliding scale, um, I, like like a pri- like a group practice? I probably could check into sliding scale. I mean, I, I, check. I, I did check into if places accepted. Yeah. Um, Blue Cross Blue Shield HMO, none do. But just like contacting, <laughs> just contacting like group practices, because I, yeah. I say this because people have contacted us mm-hmm. and they're like, no, I don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And like I take sliding scale class scale clients at mm-hmm. our group practice um and obviously like i have a set where i don't go below but obviously there's therapists out there who go lower than what i go um, how low is the lowest so reasonable well i mean my supervisor recommended that i didn't take anyone below 100 so because oh. they charge yeah well so they they charge like the fee that we charge is 160 but that's mm-hmm. obviously because insurance is going to cover a lo- large chunk of that but i know like uh, therapists who take, you know, like as low as like 30. 30 that's is pretty reasonable. manageable, you know, for like just to get you by until. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I <coughs> Sweetie, there's a dog here. Foster dog. Sweetie. Oh, sweet girl. She thinks she has to do that. Um, she's a very protective guard dog. Very important job. She does her job very well. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I just have kind of given up on the idea, you know, yeah. like, I'm just like, I'll just wait for the wait list. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> well, if you need help, I'm here. Yeah. If you, if you need help looking, I might know people. Maybe. Who are taking sliding scale. It's just all so annoying. It is. And it's not fair. And it's the systemic problem of America. If we want to get into yes. little bits, little bits, which are pop culture, um, little bits. So... America's fucked in a lot of ways, <laughs> yep. specifically uh, just treating young people, poor people, mm-hmm. and people of color mm-hmm. like they don't deserve a health. quality of life. Yeah. <laughs> AKA health insurance and other things. And no debt. Yeah. Yeah. And like be- the ability to, 
you know, have a home someday, yeah. like own a home. Is that ever going to happen for us? Probably not for a good chunk of millennials. Probably not, yeah. unfortunately. And that sucks. Yeah. Or tiny homes are just going to like, you know, like a lot, like my partner and I really want a tiny home, but I feel like that's just like. They can be just as expensive as a regular home. They can be. Truth. Truth. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they'll become very common within the millennial generation. You guys are minimalists. I forgot that about you. Yeah. I think we're, we are, we, I wouldn't categorize us as minimalist, but we're like, we strive for minimalism. There's a lot of shit in this apartment. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It can be claustrophobic no, in this no. space. No, no. It's actually really nice. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, there's enough like stuff where it feels good. It feels like a home. <laughs> very homey. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah. So, so America's fucked, but there are people out there. There's like, yo, Bernie, Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. I need that. <laughs> I need. I'm counting on you, Bernie. Yeah. Well, and I, I like AOC. Do you? Oh, fucking if, love AOC. Um, her the, Instagram, like her online presence, yes. is so amazing. Well, for those who don't know, which if you don't know, get on it. Uh, mm-hmm. AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. um, who is the. From Brook, no, not from Brooke, the, Bronx, the Bronx, and yeah. she is a, she's not a, she's a congresswoman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, is very much similar kind of like policies to what Bernie is saying, and she's mm-hmm. kind of speaking on. She's a democratic socialist. She is, and she's very proud of it, and she's saying the same things that Bernie's saying, and, and she's three years older than me, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And she's she's so badass, and yeah. that she like stands up to people. But basically, like what she, I feel like I, that's something that I'm hopeful about 2020 is that like a lot of the things that AOC is saying is very similar to a lot of the running people yeah. of the Democratic side. I don't know, yeah, probably only that side. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of people in 2016 were like Bernie's way too far left. You know, nobody's yeah. um, nobody will elect somebody that far left. But then all the fucking Democrats picked up everything he was saying, and now they're running on that. Exactly. And it's like, he really, like, I'm sorry, people who were, like, on the Hillary side of things. I was always a Bernie person. Like, yeah. did I vote for Hillary? Yes, yes. I did. Yes, because <laughs> that's the not. option was not ideal. <laughs> no, the other two options, or not voting, which a lot of people took. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point, yeah. Um, no, I voted for her, but I, I he should have been the Democratic yeah. Uh, candidate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that he is, his ideas are not radical at all. They're mm-hmm. very much like what those marginalized communities need um, mm-hmm. and have needed for many generations. So, mm-hmm. yes. And we those, we those people. We part of those people. <laughs> we are. We are part of those people, yeah. And then there's um, Elizabeth Warren, who we all know now is... Mm-hmm somewhat problematic with her whole like native american heritage thing and like doing the blood test yes we know this she an old white lady she don't know she's an old white lady sometimes (laughs) but we do still like i do still have a lot of love in my heart for her we both read her memoirs yes i read her i think it was her first memoir which is amazing Uh, she's had a couple now right Mm -hmm. Uh, yes her memoir is great got to know her more uh, but she's also one of the individuals who is very much for, like, nixing out student debt. Yes, uh, she is. And I was reading one of her articles, mm-hmm. and she was saying, well, not in an article, but, like, 
someone wrote an article about her policies mm-hmm. and basically that one of her things that she's going for in 2020 is that anyone who makes under a hundred grand, which is like a lot of people, say, um, who makes over a hundred grand? <laughs> um, I don't know. Not millennials. I think, um, that they will like the promise is to like cancel 50 grand of student debt. Oh. And then for anyone who makes between a hundred and $250,000, like they'll help a good amount, but not as much, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then that they also want to like, provide more funding for uh, black colleges, um, which oh. I haven't heard of anyone talk about that, so that was really interesting. She said that? Well, the article said that that's what she said, so oh, yes, okay. I guess. No, that's cool because like a lot of people who are like, you know, like the yo is this racist people, like the people who are like throwing up the flag, like is this person a racist, were kind of on her about the Native American thing. So I feel like yeah. she might have had to like for a PR move oh, do like the thing for the HBUs. That's sad. That's sad if that's what she had to do. Um, I hope not, but yeah. I can understand if she, yeah. Yeah, for the, but I mean it's still her, a, an important thing. Plus Kamala Harris is a, a very worthy opponent of her. Um, and what are she, your stances on Kamala Harris? I don't know enough about her. Okay. This okay. This is my hot take: is that she um, she's talking about reparations, which is good. Okay. And I think that I honestly think that reparations should come in the form of either helping black people with um, home ownership, uh, student debt, getting mm-hmm. to go to schools, or mental health. Yeah. I think that that's what reparations should look like, and I think she might do some of those things. Um, but I think I know that she is a black woman. Yes, and I know that she has been very like, um, like I don't know, like put put holds people's feet to the fire, so to speak, mm. in those like congressional hearings. Mm-hmm. And people are just going to call her an angry black woman. Okay, interesting. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, I had a lot. I, I was supporting her from the get-go because she's mm-hmm. from California, and yeah. yay. Um, so initially, yeah, I was supporting her, and I, I'm, I'm still not sure. I need to read more about, you know, what she's standing for, but I know mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of issues about people saying that, you know, she's very, has a lot of, like, hate towards, not hate, maybe mm-hmm. just a lot of issues with sex workers, specifically, oh. and then also just with, like, the, you know, the prison system itself, that mm-hmm. she's very much kind of... Um, further kind of supporting that like stomach issue with um, specifically African-American and Latinx people in prisons and kind of like long sentences and hmm. things related to that. So like I said, I don't know enough. So mm-hmm. do your research. But like I was kind of surprised, um, you know, because I she on other things, she's very woke and very great. But then mm-hmm. things like this, I'm like, really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. she was an attorney. Yes, uh, so. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, most people are attorneys, so you shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, in politics, but she yeah. she was an attorney, um, and she right. Am I right about that? Am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to speak on it's something I don't guess. know enough about. Um, but yeah, so uh, that thing, that one policy of Elizabeth Warren's to forgive student debt, and I think Bernie's spoken about it. Probably some of the other Democratic candidates have too. Yeah. Which who knows who will be supporting a year from now the. 2020 election yeah. is uh, a year and a half away. Yes. So I'm sure that by that time there will be significantly less people running. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> There's too many options right now. Yeah. We already, uh, Jamie and I, in the last episode that we put out, we, uh-huh. t- we said we weren't 
supporting Joe Biden. And AOC has said that she wouldn't support Joe Biden. Is it because of um, the the recent... Oh, interesting. Creep factor. Because I remember I heard your guys' episode Mm -hmm. and you guys were talking about, like, you guys were disappointed because, remind me. He just, like, had some accusations about him. Just, like, maybe some workplace sexual harassment. That's what it was, yeah. Kind of. Well, when I heard about that, I was like, well, no. I was like, yeah, once things that... Even a sniff of that, I'm like... (laughs) Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you just don't want to mess with that. No, I don't want to. Sorry, so. he might be a really great guy in a lot of other ways, but yeah. we got a lot of choices we this do. time around, and I don't need that. Yeah, and then what's Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> from Indiana, a yeah. fellow West Midwesterner. A fellow queer. <laughs> a fellow queer. Oh yes. He and his partner are so yeah. cute. Yeah. But I still don't know much about him. Yeah. Um, all I know that he was, all I know is that he was on Ellen and. Uh, I didn't watch that interview. It was really cute. It was. Um, and then uh, uh, on SNL, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Fallon did like, was impersonating him mm-hmm. and was doing a skit on him and it was hilarious. Oh yeah. So I you should, should watch, watch more. That, yeah. I should watch more. I, uh, okay. So we talked more so, not so much pop culture, but more <laughs> political culture. But you know what? We're young women who know about politics Yes, and have been voting, and and we have opinions. Yes, and <laughs> and we need to have opinions at this. I feel like you know, in this age group, because uh-huh. we have a lot of say, and we can have a lot of power in what happens in the next coming years. And I feel like that's really important. I do think so too. Usually, after talking about political or pop culture or whatever, we do a anyway whatever segment where okay. we try to like counterbalance our points. Okay. But I'm like today, I'm like I don't know. Do I have a different I side? I don't think I. I mean, it's. I feel like it's the other side is like don't support marginalized communities. Like <laughs> it's uh, just like um, I feel like that's the other side. Bootstraps, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Everybody's an exactly. individual. You earn what you make. Exactly. It's and then why are you saying that? It's like not recognizing. Yeah, you know, or like anti. Um, what is it called? Affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Equity versus equality, people. If you don't know. You don't. Now, well, do know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should Google it. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a great little picture for it's it. It's a great picture. I love that picture. Man. Of equity versus equality. Of the people looking over the fence yep. with the steps. Mm-hmm. Look it up if you don't know. Great picture. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. You want to just skip to unsolicited advice? Sure. You got any unsolicited advice for the people? Uh, you go first. Okay. You force me. Unsolicited advice for the people. Um, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, a couple different things. One thing is, um, so I've always preached to a lot of my kids mindfulness because it's a very Mm. like pop culture. It's like, it's a very pop therapy thing right now. It's very pop therapy. Yeah. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, so for mindfulness, for people who don't know, mindfulness meditation is like tapping into your senses instead of just trying to like clear your mind. But it's a little bit different than meditation, right? Yeah. But you can do mindfulness meditation and it's like tapping into your senses. Like, what do you hear? What do you smell? Like, Mm All that kind of stuff, or just like being very intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Notice what you're doing. Like being you can, accepting of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can intend. You can mindfully drive. You can mindfully eat. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of different things. And I've always been very resi- resistant to doing it personally. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm always like, I'm too stressed out. This mm. feels 
phony to me okay. in some kind of way. There's something that feels false about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently I've been doing this thing where I don't, um, where I just allow silence. Mm. Um, cause a lot of times I'm listening to podcasts, I okay. love podcasts or I'm watching something or I'm talking to people. Um, but I've been really enjoying moments of silence and mm-hmm. just like personal reflection because I think that something, one of the, there is a correlation between the amount of technology in our lives and like social media and all that stuff and increased mental health issues in the Mm -hmm. population. Mm -hmm. And I do think part of that is just having your brain never having time to rest. Yeah. Um, Good point. Mm -hmm. And think. So my husband's laughing in the background, hopefully about something else. So I, I just need time in my day to just think and be silent. And that really gives me a place of calm. And I I try to acknowledge it when it happens and intentionally do it. Like, no, I'm going to turn off the car radio or I'm going to turn off the mm-hmm. podcast and I'm just going to be quiet for a little bit and sit with my thoughts. Yeah. Well, and I feel like reflection is such a, it's, it's a skill within our profession mm-hmm. to like, you know, we always literally grad school is all just reflecting about everything. But Do you like really, if they put you through it because you have to reflect on yourself. You have to reflect on yourself on like whatever experience you're going through that moment, mm-hmm. it's a constant reflection. That's literally what counseling grad school is like. Mm-hmm. But it is a, like it's a very like advanced skill in mm-hmm. our profession, um, especially when it comes when you're working directly with clients. So mm-hmm. I think we've we've learned in grad school like how to reflect professionally. But mm-hmm. it's sometimes like oh shoot, I like now have to think about like how to reflect like personally and like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can be forgotten sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it was just like just silence and just like taking a breath and being like, and also doing that thing where like anything I'm thinking is okay. Anything I'm feeling is okay. Yeah. I'm not going to try to clear my mind. I'm not going to try to ignore mm-hmm. how I'm thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to yeah. listen to it. Yeah. It feels good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Good. That's great advice. <laughs> um, what's mine? Okay, this is like the first thing that came into my head. Mm-hmm. So my partner and I are, have been training for a freaking half marathon since February, uh, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the half marathon is coming up at the end of May. Um, but um, basically the reason we did a half marathon was because we moved from another neighborhood in Chicago and we lost... Um, we didn't lose our gym, but because we didn't live close to our gym and it was kind of like a hike to get back to the gym. So Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, let's find another kind of fitness motivation that's near Mm -hmm. that we can do in our neighborhood. That's affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't, that we can just keep like accountable. And so we decided to do a half marathon because it's fairly affordable, right? Like we already had shoes. We just had to buy the things for the half marathon, like the like your spot basically which is usually not that bad if you, no. you can get a deal if you get it early too we, yeah we got it early and then mm-hmm. we got like a student discount nice so it turned out to be like 70 or 80 dollars it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad um anyways basically the whole, what i'm trying to say is that like you know if you're feeling not that like working out is gonna fix everything but like i did notice like once we started working out consistently like i did like just like 
mental health wise felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously there's a lot of research out there showing like the impact of working out. It literally re- releases serotonin in exactly. your brain. Exactly. Um, whatever form that is for you, um, go ahead and do it. Um, and I, I feel like especially with like the Chicago winter year, now thank God it's finally coming to a close, but thank I think, Lord. you know, when, when, the, you know, winter is happening and it's dark and dreary i think that's definitely needed so you know go to your ymca or go try to get like a gym membership or go to your school and go to the gym and start slow um and if you're really poor go for a run yeah or go to your local park yeah that's what that's what that's what my partner and i are doing we're really Mm -hmm. sometimes running at the park running Mm -hmm. around the neighborhood right because Or, or working out at home. There's like YouTube videos yes. you can follow to like exactly. how to do like if you're more of a like dynamic stretcher or more of a yoga person. Exactly. All kinds of free YouTube videos for that. And stuff. then get a buddy, get a buddy too, because I need yes. a buddy to keep myself motivated. So hell yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's agree. my unsolicited advice. Probably have heard that so many times in your life, but yeah, but here's un- a reminder. Unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I want to thank Ami for being here. I really appreciate you. You're just like such a bright little light. Oh my God. Light. You're so Here's a compliment so time. Nice. Oh God, cringe. And yeah, you're welcome back literally anytime. Uh, thank you. You're so sweet. Mm-hmm. I feel like I talked so much, so I'm sorry if we didn't even cover the topics. That no, we, we totally did. Oh, and we should, we need to plug. So at the end, I, okay. I need to plug this, yes, but before plug, we plug do that. Plug your podcast. Plug yes. the podcast. So, like on Instagram, it's whatever forever cast. Um, that's also our Gmail. Please email in any advice, questions, um, just any feedback on the show. And do you guys have reviews set up yet? No, we're really trying to get on iTunes. Okay. But I, I submitted the application. Bef- oh, it's an application. Yeah, I submitted the application Damn. before we even released the first episode. I'm still waiting to hear back. Do you know how back. long it takes to process no, it? No, they said that they were that they were just starting to... It just got up for review a while ago. Well, I'm sure you guys will know when <laughs> and it's then on we'll iTunes. Do rate and review. I will be your first reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> you can comment on the individual episodes on SoundCloud, which is where we does are that make now. A, does that help? It does nothing. Oh. <laughs> but I think I follow you guys on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way that we... The only platform we're on right now because we're just tiny potatoes. But um, hopefully one day you'll grow up to a big, large potato. A little big potato from Idaho. farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, W4 Evercast on Twitter if you want to hit us up there. And uh, me, mm-hmm. why don't you plug your yeah, thing? Yeah, my thing. So my partner and I have a financial blog. It's like a personal finance blog. Um, it's called thisbrokecouple.com because it's so accurate to our current living experience. So yeah, if you want to like learn about personal finance and like, what are all these like weird terms mean? And we also, Mm -hmm. you know, I started talking about like finance and mental health, kind of like what we covered today. So, Mm um, yeah, if you want to read up on that, you can go ahead and check it out. If not, no worries. Thisbrokecouple.com. Yeah. Hit her up. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.